we've, especially in post-COVID, we've really tried to, like I said, cast a wide, wider net. You know, we've been very tied to just CHMM, which is great. I'm a CHMM, have been for, I don't even want to say, uh, years and years. And it's been great for me, for sure. I have many other credentials. I know people like to pick on me now because I'm even an attorney and I still work in the environmental sector. So really, I mean, we, we do love when people have credentials, but we want to make sure we're being accepting of all kinds of uh, different you know, representations as far as what people have studied, what people have passed as exams. We don't want to just say we turn you away because you're not CHMM. Um, but I do think it's important that people understand it's competitive out there in this industry. People are getting bachelor's yeah. and master's degrees in, in fields that we kind of just trained on in the field. And having these credentials is what's going to set you apart from just you know the masses but i'm just saying it's it's not limited to just chmm anymore welcome to the environmental transformation podcast where we talk with industry leaders climate champions and sustainability professionals who are making an impact in their businesses today each leader is solving complex challenges and providing solutions within the respective areas of expertise. And here's our host, Sean Grady. Hello, ET Nation. I'm excited to announce that I've updated my website that provides listeners more access to episode content and information about the podcast. Please take a moment and visit the website and sign up for email notifications and blog postings. Also, check out our sponsors page to see who supports the show. We can't thank these industry leaders enough. Finally, I would really appreciate if you would take a moment and post a review and rate the podcast episodes either from my website or from within your podcast app. This helps the podcast get more exposure on Apple Podcasts and other podcast networks. Also, please send me comments and recommendations on topics that you want to hear about. I hope you enjoy the new website, so check it out at www.seankgrady.com. Welcome to the Environmental Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Grady, and today's guests are Kelsey Ford and Amanda Waddy. They are both on the executive uh, board of the AHMP, which is the Alliance of Hazardous Material Professionals. Uh, Kelsey is the Madam Chair of the organization, and we're here to talk about the upcoming 2023 National Conference. And so, Kelsey and Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. We're happy to be here. Yeah, no, I'm excited. You know, we're all fellow CHMMs on the call here. We've been involved with this organization for a long time. At least I know I have uh, over 15 years and, um, you know, really like this conference that you guys are that we're going to host uh, for all the members. And uh, so, you know, Amanda or Kelsey, one of you guys want to talk a little bit about the conference that's coming up, when it is, and and all the good information that the listeners need to know about if they want to come and attend. Yeah, of course. Well, it is upcoming in August. It will actually be the last week of August in Omaha, Nebraska. So that's oh. pretty exciting. Uh, I know when I say Nebraska, my my Midwest um, roots and accent comes out here. So. <laughs> That's good. What's the dates there specifically for the listeners um, in, in last week? 27th through the 30th. 27th through the 30th. Yep. With precon happening just before. Right. Yep. 
That's great. So for the listeners who may not know much about AHMP um, and the Alliance of Hazard Material Professionals, let's talk a little bit about that so people can understand like, oh, OK, I know what this organization is all about now. So so but maybe um, Kelsey, you want to kind of explain to the listeners what you know, who we are, what we do, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are, of course, the premier hazardous materials um, membership organization. So historically, we've supported uh, the membership groups associated with those who have CHMMs, the Certified Hazardous Materials Management Certificate. And um, we've expanded recently uh, to include not just CHMM certificates, um, but also anybody who has to do with hazardous waste, environmental, um, safety, health, really all of the different facets of environmental health and safety. It's not just the RICRA. It's not just the waste. It's, it's other. It's all the media, right? Environmental yeah. health, safety, and security, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. And now we throw throwing sustainability and ESG down too. Absolutely. That's the whole new one, right? And yeah, so, exactly. Ever um, expanding. Well, I know because all, all the environmental uh, people that are serving in industry right now, I mean, most of them are, have more, more than one hat to wear. They're not just wearing the safety hat or the waste management hat or the, you know, air hat, right? They're wearing hats that have all those disciplines a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah they'd be limiting themselves if they only said that they did one thing, especially when those multimedia audits come around. You got you to be a little bit of a jack of all trades, but you certainly don't need to be an expert. And that's what I like to think that the AHMP brings around is, really expanding that network of your available resources. So maybe you can't say you're a subject matter expert in any one medium, but you know people who are, especially if you're a member of AHMP. Yeah, no, yeah, I'd agree. And, you know, when I look back, I thought that the the credential of the CHMM, it was kind of one, of, it was, you know, in my view, one of the industry credentials that you could get, you could, you know, obtain like the CSP for safety, but it was like, okay, I don't do that much, but I do more in this area, but I need to be, you know, recognized and have a credential behind me for this. And, and also I wasn't a PE and I wasn't a geologist either. So I was like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm playing in the same space, but I need something to kind of elevate my game. And I thought that was the thing I wanted to do. And uh, it really helped me in my career. How do you see the CHMM being viewed now? in the in the industry right now well i think that definitely it's um been something that's been highlighted in the industry um we've been able to uh, get that codified into um into regulation not necessarily the chmm itself but that there is a qualified person and the chmm meets that qualified person intent so that's that's a really exciting thing that's happened over the last five years or so no, that's true. Yeah. How about you, Amanda? You got anything to add to that either as well? Well, we, we've, especially in post COVID, we've really tried to, like I said, cast a wide, wider net. You know, we've been very tied to just CHMM, which is great. I'm a CHMM, have been for, I don't even want to say, uh, years and years. And it's been great for me for sure. I have many other credentials. I know people like to pick on me now because I'm even an attorney and I still work in the environmental sector. So really, I mean, we, we do love when people have credentials, but we want to make sure we're being accepting of all kinds of uh, different you know, representations as far as what people have studied, what people have passed as exams. We don't want to just 
say we turn you away because you're not CHMM. Um, but I do think it's important that people understand it's competitive out there in this industry. People are getting bachelor's yeah. and master's degrees in, in fields that we kind of just trained on in the field. And having these credentials is what's going to set you apart from just, you know, the masses. But I'm just saying it's, it's not limited to just CHMM anymore. Right. Well, no, that's no. a really good point, Amanda. Um, that was one of the reasons that I really liked AHMP as an organization is because it wasn't just one track. It was a diverse group of people who would get together and, you know, you could get introduced to somebody that did waste manifest. You could get introduced to somebody that did hazard analysis. You could get introduced to somebody who did legal um, and, and litigations for environmental um, law. And you're all in this one room versus some of the other uh, groups that are out there where it's very, very focused in one area. This is this has always been a very diverse group of folks because there are so many diverse areas within the environment, health and safety profession and not just hazardous materials. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, why did you, I mean, you, why did either you join the, the, the organization specifically? I mean, what was the draw for you? Yeah. Um, really the reason that I joined was one of my professors had, um, CHMM behind their names. Um, I kind of fell into environment, health, and safety um, in a little bit of a different way than a lot of folks. I went to school. I got a master's degree in ESNH. So um, now you are seeing more folks go into the field with that. And um, I saw CHMM <laughs> as my professors, you know, the letters behind their names and knew that if I was going to excel in the industry, that I needed to reach for those as well. No, that's great. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I got myself into chemical waste lab packing as soon as I graduated college. So oh, I okay. sure, I'm sure I'm sure you have uh, some of your viewers, triumvirate environmental um, you know, participants. Uh, so that's where I, you know, that's where my career launched off. And it was almost a borderline requirement to go and get your CHMM credential again, because it really does set you aside. They can, you know, they yeah. can say like, we're sending these technicians to your facility and they have these credentials, you know, so that really helps. Uh, but to that point, um, and, and then with having the CHMM, that's how I got involved in the, the Northeast chapter, the New England chapter. And those guys are great. They're very active. They're always having events. And really, you know, they like to throw a beer or two around. And so do I. And that's what I get oh, to talk yeah, about. Network. You got you to network. You got to network. You got to you gotta have a personality in this field a little bit. Um, but Perfect. so with that, I, want, <laughs> I don't want to say, hey, we're a bunch of alcoholics. But for the young professionals that don't have that outlet, and really, again, this this era of where everything is so virtual, it's just about making that human connection and that actual you got to you got to be able to get your real face in front of people. That's how you're going to get them to trust you. It's how you're going to get them to remember you. Um, and that's really what, you know, we do here in this group. And it's I mean, I've, I've been, you know, in Nietzsche for you know, since the beginning of my career which made me sort of think, oh, you know what, let me get involved in national because I didn't really understand why we were sort of floating as individual chapters around. And I came to find out we don't, we're not supposed to, we're not really floating. We're, we're part we're of this larger yeah, right. network. Yeah. 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 I yeah, think, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about the, the connectedness of the, the various chapters and how it rolls up into the, the national organization, you know, maybe one of y'all can talk about that because people listening might be, you know, well, I'm not from the Northeast. How do I get connected to if there is a local chapter? You know, 
Talk about what that might look like and how it does connect. Yeah, I mean, there's the local uh, chapter list within the um, Alliance of Hazardous Materials Professionals um, website, which is ahmp.net um, or ahmpnet.org, excuse me. <laughs> and we'll make sure that Sean gets that um, link for any of the listeners. Um, and you can actually search for a chapter. Um, there is a chapter list that covers most most regions. Um, there's also sections that are available as well as a virtual uh, chapter for those who don't necessarily have local chapter offerings. Um, oh, that's good. I mean, and, and I have been participating in my local chapter um, off and on over the years. And uh, they are great opportunities. So you get to get to get together with that networking group of uh, professionals we do, uh, you know, I guess field events where we'll go out and do a, a field, uh, you know, audit, so to speak, or not really an audit, but a field trip to maybe go see the local Covanta incinerator or, or, you know, the local landfill or some other, you know, technology uh, type uh, company that's doing something for maybe recycling and, and, you know, circular economy. So there's all kinds of neat things that people can be exposed to by participating in their local uh, chapters and they get CEUs, right? They get CMPs by participating and everybody needs those. Exactly. Exactly. And then I guess because you've talked about tours, um, I wanted to make sure that folks knew that we were going to offer a couple tours as a part of the conference in Omaha, Nebraska. Hey listeners, if you're looking for a drilling and an environmental contracting firm to help you delineate the extent of contamination at your site, well look no further than Cascade Environmental. They are the only field services contractor with the personnel and equipment needed to work with you from project conception to completion. Cascade has over 37 offices across the country and offers a huge range of environmental and geotechnical drilling, site characterization, and remediation services. Thanks to their technical expertise, huge fleet of equipment, and nationwide coverage, Cascade is a great choice to support your environmental and infrastructure project needs. To learn more, check them out at www.cascade-env.com. That's www.cascade-env.com. Let's dive into a little bit of this uh, agenda that's coming up. So you guys have been working really hard. The conference committee has been working hard to pull down the, pull together the topics and soliciting people's interest in presenting and things like that. So maybe let's talk about, you know, some of the things that they could expect if they come to the conference and then maybe some things they need to know, you know, in preparation coming. Yeah, of course. Um, there's a lot of really great content as far as technical speakers. Um, there are morning and afternoon sessions in on all three of the days. The conference runs Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, Wednesday is a half day. Um, lots of different offerings. Uh, there's going to be a panel that's about um, the the river, um, the Omaha River front out there, and mm -hmm. um, the hazardous materials challenges that they. Uh, that they experience on the riverfront, um, which is, I think, really interesting because um, you talk about chemical spills or pollution or any of those types of, uh, of items. And we're gonna have a, a great panel of distinguished guests for that. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, we'll also have a keynote speaker. And this is a environment health scientist from the CDC, the Agency for Toxic Substance and Disease Registry. Um, and his name is Custodio Mungo. 
And we are really interested in hearing what he has to say about micro and nanoplastics um, and the exposure levels there. So, ah, yeah, I mean, you know, microplastics and plastics in the ocean and single use plot. I mean, all that's a huge topic in the industry right now and how we can uh, mitigate some of those uh, exposures and challenges with using that, that those materials uh, and how it creates, you know, a problem with us in the environment. So that should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of uh, pre-conference workshops, too. Um, we have one that is a... Um, DOT hazardous materials highway refresher. So if anybody that does DOT type operations and in, in their in their job, there's also a eight hour Hazwapper refresher, which is pretty exciting because I know I'm always looking for a, a new way to get those done annually um, versus sitting through the death by PowerPoint online. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, a Refresher on the Clean Air Act, um, also RICRA um, and the Hazardous Waste uh, Refresher there. I know I'm leading a, a session on what if checklist hazard evaluation techniques. So I'm um, real excited for that. Um, and then of course there's a, a grant from um, the, uh, on hazardous materials regulations. It's awareness class. Uh, it's a three day workshop and that's from the National Partnership for Environmental Technology Education. So that'll be exciting too. Oh, okay. And that one's free. So yep. <laughs> all, uh, all these pre-con workshops come at just an additional fee to the, the actual registration, but that actual one is, is free. So, and, and it's our, our own Ray Davis, who has been partnering with even our chapters uh, putting on this, this course. So uh, if you, if you get to this conference, you're going to meet these other local representatives and that's how you're going to even build your network this isn't just nameless faceless people showing up to a national conference these are people who are within reach of your network right so in fact omaha they're uh the local the heartland chapter they are the ones who really have been um putting this on uh in tandem with the great plains trap chapter and uh our chair of the committee for the conference is Katie Gutierrez. And she, I mean, she stood up, she's a, a local chapter person who stood up and said, I'll be the committee chairperson for this. And we're going to get this uh, conference underway. She got us in touch with the local representatives in Omaha to have these great tours that we have coming up. Uh, and they've been very involved. So, you know, somebody who was just sort of hanging out in chapter land now involved in national just like that and, well uh, yeah great. i mean yeah every time uh, a national conference is selected there usually is a, an effort to see if they can pull in the the local chapters to support right i mean that's kind of been the mo for many years uh and it's really great to see that the the hair you know the the two chapters there have you know kind of stepped up to help out that's really great um and it looks like there's a service project too is there is that right yeah, yeah, there's going to be a service project associated with um, with the conference. There typically is um, most years. And this one is, is really exciting because it's actually going to be done um, before the Cyber Chapter Cookout. And um, we're okay. going to be pulling trash in the, um, in the park and along the riverfront. So um, we'll be doing that. Well, let's, let's talk a bit about that Cyber Chapter. You know, that's like the, that's the, the chapter that's in the cloud. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> they're not physically in a location, but they're on online community, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I know I've been a member of the cyber chapter for many years, as well as the local chapter. 
Um, I think Amanda's probably also um, touched in with the cyber chapter from years to years. Um, and this is the, the one time um, that people get to meet in person. And it's, of course, not a technical discussion, but it's a, a nice time to actually network and get to see the faces actually face to face versus on the computers. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, And as a chapter, they have great content. And sometimes I worry that their name uh, confuses people that go with cyber. It's about IT or computers or something. But really what it is, is it's just about access. So they put on great environmental uh, regulatory content. They help a lot of our chapters that are uh, actual brick and mortar places uh, with putting on their essentials of hazardous materials management courses that we uh, offer if you haven't um, heard of that by all means reach out to us it's uh, our comprehensive preparatory course that we we compile ourselves we design ourselves and then we partner with the you know chapters as well as other agencies who are looking to train local locally geographic people who want to get their credentials and we um I was gonna say but we're not having that one at the national conference this year so gotcha gotcha now I did um Let's touch on the emergency response scenario. You know, I, I believe uh, Union Pacific Railroad's emergency response uh, manager is helping lead that. Is that correct? You know, I think that there's some really exciting things that are going on for the emergency response scenario, but it's been a little bit hush hush up till now because I know that they don't want to they don't want to give away some of the um, secrets. Guess, yeah, <laughs> secrets, secrets. So. Um, yeah, if you're interested, I know that there's a registration block for it on the conference registration page. Um, but as far as the specifics, it's been it's been a bit hush hush. But I know it's okay. always something that's going to be exciting. A little bit of a teaser there, maybe right? you know, a little, maybe just a little bit of one there. Yeah. Uh, now, what about some panel discussions? I'm interested to see, you know, what type of topics that we'll be, you know, hosting at the conference and. Um, you know, a lot of the tracks that are going to be happening will be interesting, but, you know, if we could run through maybe a bit of like what some of the panel discussions will be and, and just give the listeners a bit about what some of the tracks topics they're going to learn from, because I went through the list and on the agenda and I was actually pretty pleased with some of the topics this year um, that there are some new cutting edge topics that, you know, we need to talk about right you know pfos esg you know you know digital technology stuff like that we we need those because it's leading the conversation in our industry and we need to be on top of it and so i'm just curious you know let's talk a little bit about that yeah i think i mean there's always a lot of really great speakers um there's also some discussions on sustainability um of course hazardous materials um yeah it, it's <laughs> It, it's great. Um, we have a lot of really great speakers. I mean, I guess what do you, what Kelsey, exactly you're do you one know? of the speakers, so I am one of the speakers. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing audit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, audits and uh, so inspections. You know, really, it's going to be it's going to be the grassroots topics that you need refreshers on, but then it's going to be the new cutting age sort of information as well. I know we've got one, like you're saying, the sustainability bees versus locusts. I mean, yeah, maybe that seems a little, a little out there, but the fact is that's going to, knowing that information is going to help you be able to talk the talk better about what you're actually doing in the environmental sector. If you keep yourself narrow to just working in your industry, just knowing what you want, I mean, all it's going to take is another recession and then you have to get your skills built up again. You know, that, that particular yeah. industry might not be there for you. So it's about expanding your knowledge base. And so we've got some fun, you know, uh, background kind of 
topics like that that you're going to be sitting through, but also there's going to be the tried and true, like you know, Kelly was saying, rec run, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, there's, there's going to be a, a bunch of really good things there. Did you know E-Tank is the only environmental rental equipment company in the industry that offers a 100% certified clean guarantee at no additional cost? Well, this gives customers the peace of mind knowing that container contents from the previous renter isn't going to cross-contaminate the contents of the current customer and potentially cause liability concerns. You know, E-Tank also provides a one-of-a-kind complete maintenance program for all its rental items, including liquid-tight roll-off containers, fluid transfer pumps, and filtration system components. To learn more about the types of containers and pumps E-Tank supplies, check out their website at www.etank.net. So the next time you are faced with an environmentally challenging project, give E-Tank a call to help solve your problem. It's just that easy. When we talk about the panel discussion, any any topics there that's going to be really like a, a, a group conversation that we wanted to hit on? Yeah, the the main panel discussion that we're having is the redevelopment of the Omaha Riverfront and the the challenges that they're having with the hazardous materials um, with that. So that's that's our main panel. Um, We do have a couple pop up sessions that are going to be more like brainstorming and and discussion um, for for some of the committee work that's happening. So I know that we're. going to be launching this Emerging Professionals, which is a rebranded Young Professionals group um, at the conference. And we're really looking for um, ideas from folks who are maybe new to the career, either um, you know new because they're just out of school or new because they're changing careers. So um, we're looking for feedback from some of those folks on um, what they want to see, what offerings they want, how we can engage with them more. So that's one of the other discussions that's not quite a panel, but it's a discussionary. um, I think that's a really key one because, you know, there's a lot of us in the industry who've been doing this for a while. You know, there's some of the, I call them the gray hairs, right? You know, we've been in here, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years and, and managing our jobs pretty well, effectively, but we do have a, a group of new Gen Zs, some Gen Xers that are still kind of like figuring out what they're doing in their business and getting into this industry. And they need the mentoring from these, uh, you know, Gen Xers. And um, I think that uh, there's just a lot of groups that need, you know, they want to know like what's in it for me. Right. And, and they're, they, they learn so much different than we learned back in the day. Like we would just take out the the book and we'd start reading the books and everything. And they're like, Hey, uh, I don't have time for the book. <laughs> I'm Googling that stuff. Right. I mean, how do we connect with the, the new, you know, emerging professionals in a way that, you know, hits them where they need to be to help them be more, you know, uh, in tune with what's going on in the industry. Yeah, yeah. it comes down to our tribal knowledge is what they really need to understand that they need to grasp from us. And in a lot of instances, but like you're saying, they have a lot to teach us, you know, that we're still, we just aren't, we don't have the time, maybe the bandwidth to really stay on top of. So it's really about that organic growth that we, we need them to come take our information, our wisdom, and then teach us how to Google please, you know, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> what is TikTok? Well, how, how, yeah, how to rethink and reprogram our own minds on how to maybe do things in a different way that's maybe more effective, more efficient that, you know, we just hadn't 
thought about? I mean, I know, you know, more of the aging population in, in our industry might be a little more intimidated by technology. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I got to learn a new program. I don't even know how to do that. And, you know, these new professionals coming in, they're digital natives. They grew up with digital. Like, you know, I didn't, you know, I right, mean, right. you know, and- so it's a difference, right? It's a big mental difference, I think, on how to approach things. Yeah. And I mean, with membership organizations um, and trying to figure out how to navigate through that change, um, that's part of it, too. And we need these emerging professionals to help guide us on on how to navigate and what they want to see. You know, when I was growing up in the industry, it was just the in-person conferences. You didn't do any of this virtual stuff. Um, Yeah. You know, a podcast. What's that? You know, <laughs> right? We didn't. Yeah, it didn't really kind of come into play back then, and and now it's right. a big thing. And and uh, I think more than anything, it's just um, it's going to give the young professionals or emerging professionals um, opportunities to take on new leadership roles. Like, I mean, this is where they can come in and contribute to an organization that needs help, right? And they can immediately get plugged in and, and start growing their career. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think we are welcoming that emerging professional. Um, They have a lot to offer us and we have a lot to offer them. Um, So let's do this synergistically and organically. And let's let's all get together at the conference and start a conversation. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Okay, so we got it. We got it. We got some good keynote. We got a good keynote speaker. We got some panel discussions. Um, Let's talk a little bit about. you know, the exhibitors and, and what do we have for, for, you know, the downtimes in between sessions for, you know, the uh, attendees. And, and cause usually that is like the time you can connect with professionals that you need to know to help you yeah. get your job done because you don't really hire the contractor or you need to hire the contractors to come out and do stuff. Cause you're not doing it all yourself and you need to figure out who these people are. So you can develop a rapport with them in a, in a professional relationship. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely have some time for exhibitor time. Um, that is, I think, where we're going to have our snacks and beverages and, and those breaks are with the exhibitors so that we're able to kind of organically talk with each other and talk with some of those exhibitors. Um, and, and they for sure have the time to connect as well. Yeah, we always appreciate our, our sponsors and our, you know, our regulars too, Clean Earth and Veolia. And then, uh, you know, we're going to have those booths set up. Walk around, glass of wine. I'm really sounding like an alcoholic. Yeah, happy hour, right? We Seriously, gotta have you got to have that hour. happy hour, walk around. And so and that uh, is Monday evening, if I am not mistaken. And actually, even, you know, we have um, for the new folks, we've got the orientation breakfast in the morning, first thing Monday. Uh, and then, you know, there's the awards, the awards ceremony, which is going to be, that is Tuesday. I'm trying to just keep on top of my schedule here, but it's one of the evenings, right? So that is where you're going to get this, the opportunity to actually showcase the things your chapter does and what makes them great. And we honor that, you know, we, we give out an award for, for your, your great work and your participation, your activity. Uh, come talk about your chapter, come learn what other chapters are doing. Uh, and then actually uh, all the chapters too have the opportunity to send a delegate 
um, at a discounted rate to our conference. And that, uh, those individuals all, we have, a, we have a meeting with them on, it's the Sunday before, so they have to come a little bit earlier. We basically give them the layout of how the conference works and just sort of you know, familiarize them a little more with what HMP does and you know why this is a great opportunity and how grateful we are to have them. And then we force them to go and mediate uh, the, <laughs> the different technical sessions. So uh, <laughs> then they get to have the opportunity to a little bit of, little bit of public speaking. Uh, we set it all up for them. And uh, again, it's great to get, it's a great way to get your face out in front of folks. Um, so we, and just, just be yourself a little. Yeah. That's a great little benefit that the, the organization puts on for the local chapters is to be able to, you know, send a delegate. Um, I know that a lot of the, a lot of times you would meet the delegates and they were either long time of participants or they were like new to the whole thing. And they were just like amazed that this was like a really great, you know, conference and an organization to be part of. So I'm glad we do that for the local chapters because it's a way to get, you know, support and people helping out and plugged in. So that's really good. Um, and then, you know, any attractions that are going on? I mean, like, okay, I'm going to Omaha. What's in Omaha, right? Like, what's yeah. what, what, <laughs> what can you do besides go to the conference in Omaha? <laughs> well, there's, I mean, one of the really great things about Omaha is that, um, well, Nebraska in general is on top of the Ogallala uh, Aquifer. And actually Omaha is part of, um, sits on top of the thickest part of that aquifer. So as environment health and safety professionals, like just thinking about the environment portion, um, that's pretty cool. And then all of the agriculture that happens there um, and just that it's a melting pot for um, agriculture, um, of course, water. Um, and then uh, also, that there is both the large cities um, and small cities, the rural cities, and understanding that all of those um, hazardous materials professionals um, can get together in this in this melting pot of the city. Um, so I see here there's like a, there's maybe a zoo attraction. So some yep. people take these little opportunities to bring their family out as they also yep. go to a conference. So you know, dad's at the conference and mom and the kids go do something or vice versa. You know, so. There's a zoo, right? And, it, yep. you know, what else do we have? I mean, I think there's some there's some nice adult uh, beverage type uh, locations, the watering holes, I think, in a, in a downtown area, if I recall. That's, uh, yep. Yep. I've been there a few times. Um, I we think there's Old Market. Yeah, there's Old Market. And then I think there's like a triple A baseball or double A baseball team that's there in town, too. That could be uh, maybe uh, playing while we're there. That could be something uh, interesting. Well, I'm looking forward to the zoo because um, I am a zoo nerd myself. Um, oh, and it, okay. it is the largest indoor rainforest. Um, oh. Yeah, world's in largest desert. indoor rainforest and indoor desert. So that, is, that would be a good attraction. I'd like to see that. That would be great. I'm I'm a bit of a, a gardener myself, so I always like those types of uh, you know types of events where I can go in and get to a you know an indoor uh, you know attraction like that. That's great. So um, we we picked Omaha really because well one the chapter really was gunning for it, and so when we started talking with them and just like feeding off of their enthusiasm. Although, you know, many of us haven't been to Omaha. I actually used to live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is just a few um, hours north. It is a absolutely beautiful area. They've got this riverfront uh, going on renovation that, that when we're down there, it's going to be essentially 
the the grand opening of this riverfront remodel that they've done. Oh, and wow. There's a lot of uh, civil engineering that went into this and all, all kinds of fun regulations that they had to make sure they were managing that I know they're very excited to share with us. And we have our cyber barbecue picnic uh, is going to be down in that actual area. So you get to go and you get the opportunity to go and see some of that local beauty as opposed to just being in the, the facility, which I'm quite certain is also beautiful. Oh, that's great. No, that's really good. I like to see that. I mean, you know, you want to take in a little bit of the local flair when you go to these places, at least I do. And, and uh, so that's good. That's really good. Um, okay. This podcast is sponsored by the Alliance of Hazardous Material Professionals. As the premier membership association devoted to the professional advancement of hazardous material management, the AHMP membership includes thousands of the nation's leading experts in the environmental health and safety, sustainability, and security management field. The AHMP envisions a world where the earth is unburdened by pollution, everyone has a healthy and safe work environment, and hazardous materials are used and transported safely and efficiently. Their mission is to support their community by listening to its members, exchanging industry knowledge, providing education for its hazardous material professionals, and making our world safe and healthier place to live. If you want to learn more about the AHMP and become a member, go to www.ahmpnet.org. That's www.ahmpnet.org. Let's talk a little bit, if we could, about, um, um, you know, you're going to attend this. Do Are there uh, continuous uh, maintenance points or CEUs that uh, a person will obtain and how many do they get for this? I mean, um, I think making the justification to attend a conference like this with your employer, sometimes you really got to, you know, make a good justification. So what I'm assuming this would be one of the, the big highlights. Hey, I'm going to get some CEUs here. What's, what's the story on that? Yeah. Um, the certification, um, contact hours is what we're calling them. The contact hours, because there are so many folks with different, um, certifications that do attend this conference. So we don't necessarily want to be exclusive in terminology, but yes, um, you will be receiving um, contact hours for attending the conference and um, certificates are available through AHMP um, after the fact. And depending on if you are um, looking at just the three days for the week, um, that's 20 contact hours that you can get um, but if you are going to do some of the pre-conference workshops, there's additional contact hours you can get there as well. Um, the tours also count as contact hours. Really, all of the uh, technical events that we're offering count as contact hours. Oh, that's great. So at a minimum for, you know, CHMM credential holders, you have to have 20 CEUs uh, a year, that you know, just yeah. to kind of maintain. So by attending this, you kind of knock out your all your requirements for the year that's a really good deal, I think, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would agree. I'd agree. Um, you know, I, I've, I've attended a lot of these conferences over the years and the camaraderie that you build and the relationships that you build is, is just, you know, it's been one of the highlights of just, you know, being in this field, right? I mean, it's like, he's, oh, uh, I know Rich Cartwright. People might know this guy, Rich Cartwright. You know, he's, he's been around in this industry for years and, um, I've, you know, he was one of the first people I ever met, uh, that was like, Hey, maybe you should do this. And, and I was like, Oh, okay. And he <laughs> came and spoke to our Indiana chapter back in 2004 or something. 
when I just was getting, you know, in this business uh, as a, as a consultant and it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I should do this. You know, you should do it. And so we got connected and we started growing um, once we, you know, growing our relationship and, but other people that I've met in that, in this group, I mean, there's a lot of like after hour fun things that happen when you like, we used to have poker tournaments. I don't know if you guys are involved in those back in the day. That was a lot of fun. We'd have a, <laughs> we'd have a host of exhibitors get together and we'd host a poker tournament and it was fantastic. It was like, and it was great. And, uh, and then other things like that too. Um, and uh, I know Steve Laughlin's probably listening. He's like Mr. Pub Crawl King around here. The guy can, you know, do that with the best of them. So he's, he's somebody who, you know, develops a network of people that, you know, you get connected with and you want to be a part of and learn things from. And you can always call this guy and say, Hey, I need to know something about this environmental regulation. And he's usually pretty, uh, pretty, you know, knowledgeable about how to answer those questions. So, Great way to connect, right? So anything yeah, sure. planned afterwards for you guys? Oh, for after the conference or? <laughs> well, you know, after hours type thing, not, you know. Oh yeah, well, um, there's after hours with the award ceremony on Monday. Um, so that has appetizers and beverages available. And um, of course, just to connect. Um, Tuesday's the cyber chapter cookout. Um, That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll also be having um, Sunday before the conference actually kicks off on Monday. We'll be having a little get together, um, unofficial kind of happy hour kind of thing happening um, at one of the local um, areas downtown. So you don't need to get an Uber or you don't need to rent a car. You should be able to walk to that. Um, so those are some of the things that'll be happening. And I'm, I'm sure that people will organically uh, get groups together for lunch or for post <laughs> post award ceremony beverages or, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. I think everybody be looking forward to that. Um, one of the questions that uh, came up was like, well, what's one of your favorite memories of, of being, you know, at an AMP, AHMP conference? Mm -hmm. Well, one you want to share? As far as a, a memory, I mean, I, I think it was probably a good memory post-conference looking back on the conference. Um, my first conference that I spoke at was in Washington, D.C. And then oh, afterwards, I was there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. yeah. Um, afterwards, we sent out this um, email on, oh, highlights of AHMP conferences. And my talk was one of them. So. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. 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 I've done spoken a couple of times. And you know what? It's really nervous when you're nerve wracking when you go and talk about hazardous waste to all the hazardous waste professionals. They all know it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's always fun when you're going up there to talk about that. It seems like uh, I've spoken uh, several times uh, at the conference. It's really a great opportunity to, you know, share with them your knowledge. Um, and, and, you know, you can't, you can't beat it and, and you develop new friendships. So I, I liked it. Um, and always have, um, Amanda, what are you looking forward to? Looking forward to, I'm like, I have so many topics I want to talk about right now. So for instance, uh, Washington DC was my favorite, uh, memory of, of national conferences. I'm just backtracking now because yeah, really was, that, was my, that was my opportunity to be a delegate too for, um, oh, okay. so, you know, just uh, meeting all the people. And I think to your point about being a speaker, even, I, I could see that it could be a nerve wracking experience in that everyone's, you know, seems very, you know, professional and they're experts, but as you grow in your career, you sort of realize we're all people in this industry and we've got 
ideas to share. And it's not like, it's not about gotcha moments or anything or how, what do you mean you didn't cite that, you know, recra citation properly or something. I have that memorized. I, I used to love fighting people about P listed codes. Anyway. Um, and, and that's not necessarily what it's about, right? It's not about showing how much, you know, but it's about extending that conversation really about what, what can we do to make this a better place for us all to live. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to really is, uh, seeing people and talking with them, I, you know, that's usually what I get out of it. Well, and getting the yeah. name, the faces with the names too. Like the mm. first time I met Linda Lahorn, who's in charge of the awards, um, she is a hoot. And it was so <laughs> much fun to get to see her and meet her for the first time. Just, you know, and there's so many people um, like that, that, you know, I, I hate to throw out a name because I'm going to miss every you know not be able to get everyone um but yeah, yeah it, it's a great group of folks no I, I agree and uh uh well i'm looking forward to it i think it should be a great conference uh lots of good things coming up with it um you know how to how you know how do people uh get involved at the hmp if they really were like hey i want to do this and and you know what's the process because i think people need to understand there is a bit of a process to kind of join and, and, and become a member. Um, but more importantly, how do they, you know, get involved? What's the first step? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd say there's much of a process. We have our, you go to our website and you, you know, we've got the member location and you, you, you sign up. Right. And so then what we can do is we can help place you if you were interested in whatever your local chapter network is there too. Um, but a great way to get involved in national is to self-nominate for the board of directors. Um, I've been, this is my third year now on the board of directors. I know we always push for a fresh meat. I mean, I'm sorry. What? Um, yeah. So you get on the board. Thanks Kelsey. For, for new ideas, um, fresh ideas, fresh outlook. Right. Uh, I was uh, the vice vice chair uh, for my first two years. And then I took more of a, a role. I, I actually ended up signing up to be their general council of HMP, but I'm also on the board of directors. So I mean, there's a great opportunity for advancement, but just getting involved and seeing how an actual nonprofit operates. And that's not something a lot of people get the opportunity to do. And you don't need any special skills really for it. Just exciting. Well, that's a good point, Amanda. I mean, you've got an opportunity to become a, a, a board member, you know, uh, of something of some organization. And, you know, it could be one of those stepping stones in your career path to you, know, you want to be uh, on, on an executive board somewhere? Well, you know, a lot of people are interested in those kind of individuals, but, you know, it's good to have a little experience under your belt. And, it's, and the nonprofit's a good place to start, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we are we are volunteers. You know, you want to make that clear that, uh, you know, it's our time that really we're putting out there uh, as well as our, our subject matter expertise. But we are not getting paid. And <laughs> so sometimes things don't happen as fast as we like. Because we're <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Well, we have day jobs. Yeah, we have day jobs and everything else, right? Exactly. But yeah. you know, it's a good group of folks, and yeah, and and actually, um, with respect to um, membership, if you sign up for the conference, you get the rest of the year in membership. Um, so you become an AHMP member for the rest of the calendar year. So that's oh wow, exciting. that's good. That's really good. And then well, we look, do I... have a special promo code for Ooh. your listeners. Oh. Well, you better yeah. like throw it out there for the listener. It's a special promo code. Um, the promo code is CONNECT23, and you get $50 off of your registration. 
um, for attendance of the conference. We better write that down. Connect 23. Yep. That's really good. Um, no, this is great. I think, you know, there's been a great lineup of, of, you know, topics to learn from about sustainability, uh, circular economy, hazardous waste management, auditing, SDS management. I mean, there's a lot going on here. Safety is also in there too, guys. We're not going to shot. Hey, we want the safety guys to come over too. I mean, you know, I think there's been a lot of this. So uh, keep the safety guys up. No, we're all doing safety too. And it's important to all our jobs. We want them, them to come as well. Uh, so there's lots of great opportunities for, for everyone to participate. Um, well, I think just as a, as we close here, how do people, what's the website that they want to get? I'm going to go ahead and put it down here too, just so everyone can see it. But uh, you want to tell the listeners here while we're listening. It's hmpnet.org. So everybody listening, if you want to go check out the website, it's www.ahmpnet.org. And you can find information about the conference, when it is, uh, where it is. Uh, I'm assuming, do we have uh, some hotel rooms blocked off for uh, people? Is there still openings available? Like that? Yeah, yeah. There's one of the local hotels by the, um, by the conference center. Um, I believe it's the Hilton. Hilton is still available. Yep. All right. Yeah, we've already so, filled up our Marriott, so we're, we, you know, it's going to be a, a busy, a busy conference. All right, there we go. We got the Hilton, um, Hilton available, so some probably some special rates there for the, the the attendees. So register, sign up, get in there, and look forward to seeing you all at the at the conference. Amanda, Kelsey, thanks for coming on the show, highlighting the HMP, what we can do for the uh, the industry folks in this business, and uh, looking forward to a great conference. Awesome. Thanks, Sean. Sean. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining. I want to thank our guest, Kelsey Ford, the chair of the Alliance of Hazardous Material Professionals, and Amanda Wode, current board member, for coming onto the show today. If you want to learn more about the AHMP and how to register for the annual conference in August, uh, later this month, on the 27th through the 30th, check out their website at www.ahmpnet.org. We'll also put a link to their contact information on my website. To listen to future environmental transformation podcasts, you can check us out on all the major podcast networks or from my website at www.seankgrady.com. And remember, don't forget to follow us and please write a review about this episode. Also, if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Thanks for listening, and until next time, make a positive impact in someone's life today.